Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, I'm going to be just sharing some reflections with you here. And while I'm talking, I just want to invite you just to Keep your eyes on Jesus. You can kneel if you'd like. You can sit back if you'd like. So this is the gospel that we're going to hear Christmas Eve. It says this. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together... She was found with child through the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention. When, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, because the child conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I think most of us, most of our lives, when we hear that Gospel, we conclude that Joseph thought that somehow Mary had been unfaithful, that somehow Mary had broken the law, which is why he sought to divorce her quietly. But in Hebrew and in Greek, there's no punctuation. So the placement of one comma really can change the meaning of the sentence. I want you to hear that again. When the angel comes to him and says, this is how it's usually read. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Because the child conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. We think the angel is explaining, she's been faithful to you. Now hear it this way. Hear it a different way. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference there. There's a difference. Why did Joseph want to separate himself from Mary? The answer is because Well, it's not because he thought she was unfaithful. He was afraid of her. Why was he afraid of her? Because he knew what she was. He knew who she was. He knew that the child conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit. He knew that she was the Ark of the New Covenant. 
Guys, if you think back in the Old Testament, the ark was that box that God had Moses design in the Exodus. It was designed to hold the tablets of the law, if you remember that. It was sacred. It was powerful. There was one day when the ark was being transferred from one town to another, and it was being carried on this wagon pulled by oxen. And the wagon wheel hit a bump in the road, and the ark looked like it was about to fall off. And there was this man. His name was Uzzah. Uzzah reached out to steady the ark from falling. And Uzzah, because he was unworthy, he was struck down dead right there on the spot. So here's Joseph. He sees and he understands, like in a flash, in an instant, that this woman that he's betrothed to, she's not just holy, she's not just amazing, she's not just virtuous, but she is the living ark of the new covenant. She's far more beautiful than that golden box. And she's carrying something far more precious than the tablets of the law. She's carrying the law himself. The word, not inscribed in stone, but the word inscribed in flesh, in her flesh. And he was afraid. He was afraid. So back to the Old Testament. David, he's the one who's bringing the ark into the city. And he sees Uzzah struck down dead. And he thinks, I don't think I want this ark coming into my capital. What if more of us die? So David calls a man. His name is Obed-Edom. He says, hey, Obed-Edom, I have a gift for you and your family. I'd like you to take the ark into your house. And Obed-Edom, who is a righteous and a good man, he receives the ark into his home with great reverence. And him and his family, they flourish. And this, is, this was the key for David. He realized that the secret to accepting the ark into his life was, was reverence. Guys, Joseph, in this story, Joseph was afraid of letting her come close to him. He was afraid of letting the mystery of God come close to him. It says, because of shame. Again, we usually think that Joseph is just ashamed of his wife who's now pregnant. I don't think that makes a lot of sense when we look at the whole story. Joseph was afraid of exposing Mary to his shame. Joseph's shame. This is just like in the Old Testament, God appears to Isaiah. And Isaiah falls down to his face and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I'm an unclean man living among unclean people. Or think about the, the scene when Jesus calls Simon, the fisherman, that miraculous catch of fish that's sinking the boats. What does Simon do? He falls to his knees when he recognizes the presence of God and he says, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. In other words, like, I, I'm just so unworthy of having you come close to me. This was Joseph's fear. He felt so afraid because of his own sinfulness, because of his own heart, because 
when the light shines in the darkness, all the cobwebs and smudges appear. What does the angel say to Joseph? Do not be afraid to take her into your home. In other words, do not be afraid to let this mystery come close to you. Guys, tonight, as we're getting ready for Christmas in just a few short days, you know, this whole year with the vine, we've, we've ended the nights by coming here, right into this place. And we invite you to come real close to the altar. You know, just like everything, we almost always have things backwards in the spiritual life. We think that we're the ones who've come close to him. And in some ways that's true. This is closer than you typically get to, get, get to be for adoration. But the reality is, guys, the reality is that more than anything, he wants to be so close to you. Like that's what Christmas is telling us. I want to be close to you. And probably just like Joseph, some of us are probably afraid of letting him get close. And probably for the same reasons. Jesus, I don't, I don't know if I want to let you get that close to my life and to my world. I've struggled with so much. I've done things that are shameful. I've done things I'm embarrassed by. I'm do I've done things that I hope to God no one ever finds out about. And I don't want you to get that close. But this is exactly what Jesus wants. To come close to you. He wants you to hold him. Imagine this, that the God who holds every atom of creation, he holds every corner of creation in existence from moment to moment. The God who founded the foundations of the earth. When he entered this world, from beginning to end, he desired to be held, to be carried. He was carried in Mary's womb for nine months. He was held in the manger, carried in her arms and Joseph's arms. Like the God who hung the stars in the sky at one point couldn't even lift up his own head. He allowed himself to become that weak and that dependent. He was carried on the back of the donkey as they fled into Egypt. He was carried in Mary's arms as they came back to Bethlehem. He was carried down from the cross. And even right now, I carried him from the chapel to this altar. Like when God has entered this world, he desires to be carried. He desires to be held. He desires you to hold him. And this is where we get, again, so afraid. Because we think, I am so unworthy. St. Paul, he has this beautiful 
line in one of his letters where he says, we hold this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure that comes down from heaven desires to be held by earthen vessels. By earthen vessels, of course, we mean like imperfect, broken, flawed, dirty. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels. And the thing is, the earth, guys, always, always protests at the coming of the treasure and says, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to hold him. No amount of gold, no amount of rubies or diamonds or jewels could ever be beautiful or costly enough to be worthy of him. The manger in Bethlehem looked up at Mary and said, I'm not worthy. The cave in which she was first sleeping looked around and said, I am not worthy that he should come into me. Joseph, I am not worthy to have her, to have him come under my roof, into my house, into the depths of my life. I am not worthy. But the treasure still comes. It says, I don't need you to be worthy. I just need you to accept that I love you. Friends, this Christmas, you are where he wants to be. Your life is where he wants to be. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I don't know how many of you have ever held a baby. But right now, I just want you to see yourself in the cave in Bethlehem. You're standing outside the cave. You can see the sheep and the animals in the inside. There's a soft light. You can hear Mary. You can hear Joseph. And you see the crowd of shepherds. And they're all marveling at this baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. And at a certain point, you notice that Joseph... Joseph sees you through the crowd. And he approaches you and says, hey, come with me. And you're a little bit shocked that he's directed his attention at you and he brings you into the cave. And the cold wind that was blowing on the outside is suddenly still on the inside. And it's a little bit warmer. You can hear the breathing of animals. And you can smell them too. And Joseph brings you right next to Mary, who's laying on the ground right next to the manger. And she looks up at you and has such a smile on her face.
And she says, would you like to hold him? And just like Isaiah, just like Peter, just like Joseph, there's a part of your heart that says, I am so unworthy. Who, me? And she says, yeah, you. And she picks him up and she places him in your arms. And you look down into the face of this baby and he's not like other babies. He's not fussing, he's not crying. He's so calm. And you're looking down at his face and all of a sudden his eyes open. And you feel for a moment that you're holding heaven in your arms. Or before this moment, you looked up to the sky to look at heaven. And right now, you're looking down because heaven is on earth. Heaven is being held by your earthen vessel. This is Christmas. This is the silent night. And this is why we sing joy to the world. Because heaven came down for you. And he prefers your heart. So let us go back into that verse of, O come, let us adore him. Because he is so adorable.